Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why does my partner act like their mother or father? This is a follow-up to last week's question. Well, the why is pretty easy. It's what to do with it and mm-hmm. and that's really hard. So the why is we live what we saw. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was like, why is do the I, why really easy? To, like, I don't it's know super easy. It's super it easy. It's us. just modeling. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that all our listeners not, knew that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, we Keep, live what we learn. wonder this. Yeah. Yeah. We, kids, kids <sighs> learn what they live, right? So we, we, yeah. we copy in order to learn to walk, we copy walking. I'm just picturing Same. a toddler walking. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and when you think about it, like under stress, how do, how do kids learn how to respond to stress? Like they watch their parents responding to stress. And then mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I know that when I'm not in my best self, there's a certain way that I act. And when my teenager is not in her best self, there's a way that she reacts that looks a heck of a lot like me when I'm not in my best self. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mine's only eight now and I can already see it blossoming a little bit. Oh, it is hard. I cannot wait to face the heart of the teen years. Here's where it gets even better. Here's where it gets even better. Because (laughs) my reaction and her reaction, like when we look at them both together, they also look a lot like my mother's and that looks a lot like her mother's. Uh-huh. There's a generational the pattern. We see family mm-hmm. going We through. see what's been taught. Yeah. You know, I, years ago, so my grandmother and my mother are both passed away. I was early twenties, maybe even late teens. So not a therapist yet. No, none of this training yet or anything, but I was wise beyond my years. I don't know what was happening with my mom and my grandmother. Like everyone was laughing, but I looked at them at one point and I said, if anyone ever has questions about me, 
I need to lock them in a room with both of you for 24 hours and every question will be answered. <laughs> and I don't remember what was happening. I remember looking at them both and saying that no one was fighting. Um, and they chuckled and we all moved on. And like, I look at Gabe sometimes. I'm like, you don't get to look at my mom and my grandma and have it all make sense. But it totally would. Yeah. Like, I'm sure of it in the good moments and the bad moments. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we are what we see. Yeah. We yep. Are. Yep. Yeah. So that's why, why we do it. That's why right. we act like our, our, our mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. What to do about it? Now that's a different question. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Especially like, when we're not liking those reenactments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about how important mm-hmm. it is to have compassion mm-hmm. for how hard it is mm-hmm. to stop that. So if I, if I'm mm-hmm. bearing witness to my partner acting like one okay. of his parents, so let's say he's acting like his dad. It is very, very hard. Sometimes I got to take a time out. Sometimes mm-hmm. I got to take a time out. But mm-hmm. um, if I see, especially his, he, sometimes if he's in like that stuff he learned from his dad when his dad was at his worst, which when when my hubby's at doing that, he doesn't look nearly as bad as his dad did, but it's familiar. It's similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those are moments that are really hard. Yeah. For me to mm-hmm. find the compassion, you know? Are they hard That's for right. you guys too? Yeah. Well, when I'm, see what happens in, in, our, in our relationship is that we both tend to act like our parents around the same time. And it's like, oh, it's fun. Our, yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a client once who told me about this interaction with where she's fighting with her husband and and she slams her hands down on the kitchen counter and yells, We have got to stop fighting with our mothers. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know, here's yeah. the thing. It for me, I I grew up in with a lot of family conflict. And so when I would go before I had done a lot of my own healing and that really has transformed Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And let me just back up a second more and say, there were many years where I thought I had done my healing. (laughs) It was really cute. cute, Right. But, but like there, there's, there's different edges of what healing Mm -hmm. can look like. And Mm -hmm. the way that I know now that I'm more healed is that I'm a lot less reactive. I I don't have those, Mm -hmm. these same, uh, the same tentacles don't live inside of me, but it used to be that I would go and spend time with my family of origin with or without my partner. And I would come back and I would act like my family of origin towards my Mm -hmm. partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, I just brought the conflict from one environment to the other. I didn't have power (laughs) in one place. So I asserted the power in the other. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, that's not happening. I love how you just described that. You didn't have the power in one place, so you exerted it in the other. So you shifted the dynamic. Not in a good way, by the way, but I hear what you're saying. Like, you found Mm -hmm. your voice where you could, Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't in the healthiest of ways. I hate that I'm unhealthy, so I'm sorry about that. But in the most um, connected of ways. Yeah, it wasn't very Mm -hmm. relational. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How about you, Vicky? 
Do you have any tricks for gaining compassion, like in the moment, or are you building it outside of the moment? Like, so there's no way for your partner not to act like one of their parents. So we know he does. (laughs) That's that's impossible (laughs) not to happen. Right. When that's happening, how do you do your U-turn? So to be really vague, obviously depends on the moment. So there are times that I take Mm -hmm. a timeout. There are times, and this is because I've been doing this, working this model for six years now, that Mm -hmm. there are times that I don't have to take the time out. And I I do end up taking a time out. And I'll tell you why. Um, Because even if I'm in my connected brain, I can't get him there if he's not. So I may be curious as to what's going on with him, but I can't, I won't stay curious for long because since I can't get him connected in the moment, it's only a matter of time before I go disconnected as well. Um, Yeah. I love that you're saying that because I think this is exactly right. I wonder if we could all in our partnerships um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to extricate it altogether, but the idea that we could get someone to do something. Could we extricate that thought from our relationships? You can't. You can request it. Mm -hmm. You can demand it. You can leave if you don't get it. But you can't get someone to behave differently, think differently, feel differently. Like, that's that's a boundary violation. We we want to control our partner's psychology in that moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And and think back to kind of like where that comes from, right? Because when when you think about being like the one with less power, being a child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's often someone with more power, a parent, who is mm-hmm. trying to do exactly that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm thinking about myself as a parent. There's many moments where I want to get my kid to... Put oh, on their shoes and get I, in the car, right? Like exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, "What about it? Sc- when I have to get her to school on time, and I actually need to get her to do the thing, <laughs> right?" Like, but, so, so that's like an, it's something yep. we know inside of our systems what it feels like to be in the less powerful position. Mm-hmm. And so then there's other places where we want to hold that power. Mm-hmm. There's also sometimes, um, and I know how I phrased it, but what I meant was just simply more influencing or shifting the dynamic that if I'm in mm. my connected brain and I can stay there and um, shift the dynamic and help mm-hmm. him to integrate as well, that's more what I meant. And I'm not able to yeah. do that either. So I want to point out, yeah, I was yeah. talking about something different and I'm not able to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, because I think yes. you're right on there. You know, our brains are scanning our environment four times a second for signs yeah. of safety and danger. So if I can stay in an integrated space in a difficult conversation, mm-hmm. if I can keep re-regulating, I keep U-turning and treating myself yeah. with compassion, and yes, this is hard, and we can do hard things, and we're in this together, mm-hmm. I keep in that we-us mindset Um uh, it's very possible that after 20 seconds or so, my partner will read my face and tone of voice and join me. Right. In that integration. It's That's actually really possible. They're yeah. reading safety yeah. subconsciously. Right. And that doesn't work and, with us. <laughs> Not yet. And <clears throat> yeah, I know it could. Um, mm-hmm. What I found though, so even, even though I have to take a time out still because I mm-hmm. can't, influence him enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I have a curiosity now with him that I didn't have years ago. Mm. Where I oh, really that's brilliant. go to this place of like, I wonder what's going on with him right now. And now a big mm-hmm. difference for Gabe and I is that um it's not even 24 hours. Sometimes I need to readdress it. Mm-hmm. Like and this and Carrie doesn't like this, but I sometimes need to go like days. Um, mm-hmm. And if I go days and then readdress it with him of like, do you remember when X, Y, or Z? And he's like, yeah, what was going on for you? He mm. can then, and this isn't the feedback wheel. He can tell me, oh, X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. I readdressed something with him once. I kid you not, six months later. Remember when that thing happened on the stairs? Yes. What was that about for you? Oh, I was trying to be playful. And when you didn't, I felt rejected. Oh, like that was so not my experience of it. So I'm glad I asked you. That I am excited <laughs> in this moment for you that you have a husband with that good of memory. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, really good, it was a really bad awesome. explosion. You don't always and, do. <laughs> and I can, I can put in a vote here for, for what you're talking about, which is it's okay to take space and talk mm-hmm. about it later. I'm I'm not a fan of that whole don't go to bed angry thing. Right. Mm, no. Oh, nope. I grew up on that one. Yeah, you I say up, take your time. Yeah. Try mm-hmm. to swing back. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll have another opportunity. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't harp on it in my head for days or months. or mm-hmm. It's not like I'm harboring resentment for six months and I finally bring it up. Yeah. But it's more that when it does cross my mind days later, I can say, hey, remember when this happened? Mm-hmm. And sometimes he says no, absolutely. And then I let it go. Mm-hmm. The times he says yes, I can probe. And then because in the moment it's, well, you were being annoying. But mm-hmm. days later, he can get in touch with his own stuff of, oh, this is mm-hmm. what was coming up for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling so grateful to Adam in this moment because I think he is better at staying curious and compassionate when I'm acting like one of my parents than I am mm-hmm. towards him. So I'm feeling really grateful in this moment that he can do that, Mm -hmm. like in real time, Mm because often he does. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm also noticing that my partner, James, he's really able to kind of call to my attention when I'm doing it. Mm. Right. And you're able to receive that. I haven't for both of you. Always been, but it. (laughs) is there now, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I think part of it has to do with goodwill. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough goodwill between us mm-hmm. in our relationship. The energy between us is like, we, we take care of ourselves. We take care of our relationship enough mm-hmm. that at this mm-hmm. point, like we can extend that, like, he's not being critical of me. I, I know that he has my back and mm-hmm. that's why he's saying this. Right. But when mm-hmm. I didn't have that present in the relationship, things maybe wouldn't go the same way. So mm-hmm. I think that that's an important component here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's this piece now where I can hear when he says, sweetie, you're kind of acting like your mom right now. You want to mm-hmm. just check that? That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That there's enough, you have to have a ton of goodwill for a move like that to yeah. work. I want to yeah. tell our listeners at home. Yeah, that that particular move, a code word works better if you don't have enough goodwill to be able to say something like that. But if you yep. have enough goodwill, it, it, that can really work. Yeah, that can really work. You know what I'm thinking about? Um, I'm I'm catching that that we've been talking a while, but I don't mm-hmm. want to leave 
this subject without talking about family of origin loyalty. loyalty. Take it away, because I know this is one of your favorites. Well, it's it's a it's a. This is a huge why about why people do this, right? Mm -hmm. Because we we have this thing where we want to belong in that original Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing: as humans, we're so interdependent. Remember this: you don't belong, and you get shoved out of group. You get shoved out of group, you die. Yeah. That's in your DNA. You have to belong. You have so to belong. belonging mm-hmm. is equals like a Thank death you. threat level problem mm-hmm. if so you that, don't have it. So that feeling of not belonging gets kind of kicked up throughout our life. Mm-hmm. And we try to reorient to the belonging. And one of the ways that we come back into the trying to attain the belonging. I'm not saying it actually brings us there, but it's this Mm -hmm. kind of like unconscious way that we are trying to attain that belonging is by acting like Mm -hmm. the people who raised us. And sometimes that means acting like someone who's really neglectful or acting like someone who was abusive or acting like someone Mm -hmm. who raged or acting like, right? Like it could mean that Mm -hmm. if that's who raised you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, is if you change out of that, mm-hmm. what you do is you leave them. You leave them. And you also have to invite in some grief there. That that mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was the experience and that you're leaving mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Sometimes we do it too. There's a great way to be psychologically close to a parent you wanted to be close to, and that's mm-hmm. act like them. Oof. So if you felt really distant from one of your parents and um, there was an ache in that, like a, in the um, distance between you. That's right. You can psychologically bridge that gap. And this is super subconscious, super, super subconscious, but you can psychologically bridge that gap by acting like them. And when you stop, what it means is you say, it's okay not to be that close to that parent. Hmm. that's hard which is painful yeah yeah well it's it's cycle breaking Mm -hmm. and it takes a ton of courage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a ton of courage yes say it again say it Mm -hmm. again everybody needs to hear this a psychic separation Mm -hmm. that's right psychic yeah that's right Mm -hmm. it's a psychic separation so remember when we want our partner not to act like their family of origin, what we're actually asking for is be hyper-conscious of all the moves you're making, that's a large Mm -hmm. mountain climb, so that you don't model like you normally would as a normal human would, everything you've ever known. (laughs) Um, So could you not do that? And also, could you uh, leave your family and all the belonging you ever knew? And also, could you say goodbye to um, the parent that you wish you were close to? and then not be close to them anymore. So remember, when we're asking our partner not to do this, that is actually not a small ask. <laughs> yeah. And so there's the When you phrase it that way. Yeah. Right? But that, that invites yeah. in so much space for compassion right there. Mm-hmm. It is not a small ask. And it's so much of this ask. is unconscious. 
And by the way, your partner mm-hmm. may be doing this, but guess what? You probably are too. So are you. <laughs> <laughs> so when you ask that question, we can also say, uh, uh, you know, will, will you turn it in and say, I wonder how I just asked like my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's leave it there. All right. Connected and protected. Take care. Bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley-Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.